0: And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah
1: and Bucky Brooks.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. Buck, it is a, uh, what day is it? It's a Wednesday, right? They all start running together during this time of year. But man, we are, you say it every time, we are inching closer and closer. I just need this thing to hurry up and get here, man.
1: Yeah, we're two weeks away. We're two weeks away and there's a lot of conversation. Uh, We call this... Uh, The month of April is lying season because we can't get good answers from our guys on who's who and what's what. But, you know, I I think the funny thing is the more that NFL news hits, the more it has an impact on the draft. We'll talk about some of these things, but I think we have to talk about it because Derek Carr signs the deal. Mm -hmm. And I think it's what three year, 121.1 million uh, in extension, puts him in the 40 million dollar club. Uh, The Raiders, I didn't think, were in the quarterback market, but it's another sign of the times in terms of where the quarterback tiers are. Mm -hmm. So if you have a good to, let's say very good, not good, very good to great quarterback, $40 is the mark. Mm -hmm. And then there's this huge chasm (laughs) in between. And I think what it's going to do, DJ, and we'll talk about it, is It's going to put people in a thing where you have to make real decisions on your quarterback. Your quarterback is either good enough to be great or we need to find the next one. And I think you're going to see a position that is more transient than ever in terms of people moving on and off quarterbacks. Because now the money is so high that you can't afford just to keep a guy just for the sake of saying, well, you know, he's better quarterback. He starts. The money's too significant and it change the chemistry in your locker room. If someone who is just okay is making 40 million dollars.
0: Yeah. One of the a couple of different things on this, first of all, happy for Derek Carr. If you've met him, he's literally just a great dude. Um, he's a, he's a good leader. He's been thrust into an impossible situation uh, over the last couple of years with what's gone on. I mean, this team, look at, they went through a move from Oakland to Vegas. You had all the John Gruden stuff. Um, you had the, Awful, awful tragedy with with Henry Ruggs and in the car accident that took a life. I mean, he's been through so many different things there, and he's he's kind of been the the face of the team. He stood there in the middle of all of it and had the team in the postseason last year with the ball in their hands, with a chance to to beat a team that went on to the Super Bowl. So, um, look, happy for him. You love to see good things happen to good people. So, good for Derek Carr. I think this sets up really you know I'd have to have research look at this but really something unique in that I think the quarterbacks are locked in in this division and we're not going to see any different faces for the next I would guess how long Russell can go I think Russell's got at least four or five more years Herbert's not going anywhere Mahomes is not going anywhere Derek now is not going anywhere and I think Russell's going to be there for a while so I don't don't know how long it's been since we've had a division because usually you have one one team that's always you know churning Uh you know you think about okay, Rodgers has been in Green Bay forever. Cousins has been in Minnesota now for a minute, but then Detroit and Minnesota—you know, moving parts. I mean, it's hard to find a division with this type of continuity we're going to have, which is going to make for some unbelievably compelling games here in the future.
1: Yeah, unbelievably compelling games. Russell Wilson will probably have a contract that is probably coming down the pipe. Um, the interesting thing will be, and one day we'll talk about. It, we don't have to. I don't have to put you on the spot now because I know <laughs> you're doing interest. But DJ. How do we rank the quarterbacks in the AFC West? That is gonna be a fascinating off-season, brother. That's Off a season. We get there. That's an episode. That's a, that's a fascinating discussion because that division right there, where you have four, I would say, very good to elite quarterbacks in the same division. Man, the pecking order. I would not want to be in the AFC if I'm a team builder, because it is tough sledding to get out of the AFC.
0: Uh, no doubt. Uh, we're going to get to some to some uh, other concepts and other thoughts today that I think kind of will play off of uh, what we've just discussed here with this new contract here with Derek Carr. I, I want to look pull up this Raiders team, by the way. When you look at, at what they've been able to accomplish in the off season, um, Devontae Adams, which we're going to get to and some things and, and how that can impact this upcoming draft. You look at what they did, you know, with the pass rush when you throw Chandler Jones on the opposite yeah. side of Max Crosby you know them just staying healthy this offensive line is is pretty solid you know they don't have a ton of draft capital buck but I, this this roster is pretty good man it's a pretty complete roster they've got right now and Josh McDaniels I think matches you know the personnel obviously they give Derek Carr no trade clause so they're tied into him he believes he fits what they do mm-hmm. um, we've said it Hunter Renfro is going to catch a million balls in this offense you've got Waller you've got Devontae Adams it's a lot it's a lot of talent there man
1: yeah, a lot of talent. And, DJ, the hardest thing to do in pro football is to go from good to great. I believe the Raiders have a chance to do that with the moves that they made this offseason. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that this is a better football team than the one that tried it out and played the Cincinnati Bengals in the postseason. And when you think about how close that, was, they, that game was, they were in the red zone with a shot to throw it into the end zone to tie the game against the team that went to the Super Bowl. You have an opportunity to now add Devontae Adams to that roster, Chandler Jones to that roster. I mean, you're just a much better team because I will say this, and I like Max Crosby, but now the attention in that division when you're facing the Raiders goes to Chandler Jones as pass rusher one, Max Crosby as pass rusher two. I think he has a chance to get to double-digit sacks now playing opposite Chandler Jones because he doesn't get the attention that he was receiving last year because last year he was the focal point Yannick Ngakwe was the other guy. The role flips this year for him. And then Devontae Adams. I I don't know how you're going to elect to cover the Raiders when you have (laughs) a healthy healthy Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams of the guys that you're going to have to be willing to live with in, in, in terms of letting them go off. I think Hunter Renfro may – he may surpass Cooper Cup's numbers. He's going to catch the most balls. I I think he'll catch more balls next year than Devontae does. Because if I'm playing them, I cannot let Devontae Adams get loose and I cannot let Darren Waller get loose. I have to live with Hunter Renfro paper-cutting me to death. But you you may be laying in a pool of your own blood because (laughs) if Derek Carr is, is willing to be patient and disciplined, he is going to carve up defenses with that. And we didn't even talk about the running game that they can give you with Josh Jacobs.
0: Yeah. This is a team now, remember no first or second round picks. Those are gone with Devonta Adams. They pick at 86 in the third round. Uh, they've got a four, they've got two fives and a seven. So that's what the Raiders have uh, to try and upgrade their roster. All right. The, uh, the bulk of our conversation is, uh, is getting ready to start here. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back with thoughts on how the wide receiver and quarterback market are going to have a huge impact on this draft. All right, Buck. I want to I want to jump into some numbers. Always dangerous when we have these numbers conversations. But I, I want to start, and let's start the conversation with the wideouts. Then we'll get to the quarterbacks. I think there's a chance we see quarterbacks leap into this first round. We've talked about the different ideas of you know, did they all fall? Is this a good quarterback class? Are these guys all second round guys that are getting artificially pushed up? I want to flesh this out a little bit more with numbers, but I want to start, first of all, with the wideouts and how we've seen this wide receiver market explode, not just in terms of trade compensation, what these teams had to give up. We went over that a couple episodes ago. Uh, but when you look at the money, let's look at these new deals. Tyree Kill, four-year extension, $120 million, um, $25.5 million signing bonus on that deal. Um, you look at Devontae Adams, five years, $140 million. <laughs> I mean, uh, $65 million guaranteed. So those averages, just off those year numbers, you know, they spread it out a little bit, but that's 30 and 28 million, uh, respectfully there, uh, respectively. Then you look at Christian Mm -hmm. Kirk, four years, 72 million, um, 37 million guaranteed. So you're talking about around 18 million a year. Now let's go, I went into last year's draft, okay? And so I want to think about the difference between those players, great players, elite players, versus the alternative option for some of these teams. So let's take, the, uh, the Green Bay Packers, when we look at the Green Bay Packers and their situation, and I know you've been adamant about it. We've talked about it a bunch. They find wideouts later in the draft and maybe they go that route. But when you think about these numbers right here, they picked 22 and they picked 28. If you look at last year, 22 and 28, 22nd pick was a $13.495 million deal over four years. That's an average of $3.374 million. The 28th pick was four years, 12.525, an average of 3.1 million per year. Now, I'm not saying that whoever they take, whether that's you know Traylon Burks or Jahan Dotson, is going to be able to be as good as, as what you have there in Devontae Adams, but you're talking about over 20 million a year in savings. This is not just for this year. This is a four-year contract with this type of cost control, plus you get the fifth-year option. I think this is going to push these wide receivers sky high in this draft. I think we're going to see a record number go in the first round. Uh, The other team that has a wide receiver need, the other side of that trade, Tyreek Hill goes. Tyreek Hill, if you look at replacing him with pick 29, that's four years, 11.9 million for a 2.9 average. Pick 30, which they own, four years, 11.6 million, a 2.9, just over 2.9 million per year. That is peanuts.
1: Peanuts. Uh, So, peanuts. So, let's... talk about this because I, I feel like we have we've talked about this a bunch of different times and we've talked about position of value but to crystallize it if we talk about bringing economics into it if this is a case where um I heard on record the guys that are making the most money um by average is quarterbacks your offensive tackles your pass rushers and now your wide receivers have surpassed the corners I so think the wide are,
0: receivers are up there above the top guys are up above the edge rushers.
1: Yeah, so so, and then you still have the corners. DJ, the first round, from an economical standpoint, if we're playing money ball, you should only expend first round picks on those positions going forward. Because if you talk about the significant savings, I mean, if, if if I'm sitting here looking at, even if I look at the Packers, and even if the Packers double up, and say they doubled up in the first round, DJ, you're still talking about a $6 million average per year compared to 28. <laughs> I like, just think about it. crazy. Let's just, let's just say in some wild scenario, they were able to get uh Chris Alave and Traylon Brooks, whoever, whatever other receiver you want. Both of those guys still command only a fourth of what Devonte Adams yeah. is making. You just, you just cycle them out. And so, Because you've been good at developing them, I I think you can be more aggressive looking at your wide receivers in the first round now if you treat it as such.
0: All right, I just pulled up. This is an article from uh, from end of March. So you know we've seen a couple more deals come in, but you know those receiver numbers they spread that out over some years, so that average comes down a little bit. But if you just go highest average by position, Patrick Mahomes is at forty five million for QBs. Okay, TJ Watt is at twenty eight million with his newer newer deal with the Steelers. Wide receivers, D hops at twenty seven point three. That's yes. more than the highest offensive lineman is Trent Williams at twenty three million. So it's past offensive tackles. Aaron Donald is making twenty two point five as the most dominant defensive lineman in football. Jalen Ramsey, the, arguably the best corner is making twenty one. Wide receivers have they're crushing, they're crushing those numbers. So that's telling you where teams are valuing in this passing league. The rules are friendly. The quarterbacks are good. You know, you go get premier players. So, ah, man, I'm, I'm sitting at that, and I'm looking at teams. You know, give me some of these teams here. The Jets pick four and ten. Okay, they won after Tyreek Hill. Let's say that they just say, you know what, we love one of these wideouts, and we don't want to take the chance that they get to pick before we pick at ten. So we're going to lock in. the We're going to take them at four. Which I think this argument can lead you in that direction. If you don't love the edge rusher, then you could say, okay, well, shoot. I, I think there's in terms of value right now. I can put premier receiver up there. Pick four last year was Kyle Pitts. It was a four year deal uh, with a thirty two point nine million. So it was eight point two. So you'd be paying your wideout eight point two. Still almost a twenty million dollar savings from the top
1: wideouts in the league. that's dirt cheap. It's a, it's a save it's the savings at the top and if you think at the top where you have your pick um how many guys up there have really flamed out like yeah. i mean we can go all the way back to like john ross and those guys but typically the wide receivers that have been taken at the top of the chart Sa-
0: sammy watkins would be the one who didn't quite it's been an okay still, player but still didn't, productive didn't, yeah. but yeah but even
1: even even by that measure a eight million dollar receiver compared to a 28 million dollar receiver you're like okay we didn't get it but you know what you always have the option of if he doesn't give you that you move on to the next one like you're not tied into it like okay it's a rental it's a lease you move on to the next one and see if you can continue to find it but i I think there's something to that and if you take that premise and you begin to look at one the depth of the wide receivers man hey i think i think you have to treat the wide receivers wide receiver position like you used to say noah's Ark. yeah we, we're getting on in twos Yep. so take one in the first take another one in the third i think you just have to double up you just ha- that has to be a position where you invest in we're just going to keep taking wide receivers because we're going to develop them because you got to develop them at some point
0: mm-hmm. now it's it's really interesting when you look at those numbers some of those some of those uh an, another pick there the jets so the jets at 10 last year devontae smith was an average of five million Five million a year for the tenth pick, but my my thought process would be there. If you love an edge rusher, take him at four. If if your top edge rusher, the guys you like, you don't love them, man, just take the number one receiver in the draft.
1: Yeah, and come back and do it. We've seen it. Like DJ, it was controversial when the Bengals took Jamar Chase mm-hmm. over Penes. Yeah, how that how that work out? It worked worked out very very well. It worked yeah. out very well, and so we're seeing. The return on investment from the majority of the wide receivers. Now it won't be a hundred percent fail safe that you get the right guy, but pull, right. pull like, up, him.
0: pull up the just. I know you had Nabil help help us here. Pull up the Justin Jefferson numbers. What what was his contract on there?
1: uh It was four year thirteen point one two. Like just listen to that. Just listen to that. Three point two million dollar average. <laughs> Here's pick 20 seconds so
0: hey, hey so by, by the way we had a team that just won the super bowl and talked about you know screw them picks i get it and they hit they, they they drew like an inside straight in order to get that all to work out and they nailed it but man it's an easier way to go if you can get these guys right
1: yeah if you can get them right like yeah it's a more cost-effective way of building your team and dj i hate to say it man but those five positions that we mentioned when it comes to the money. Yeah. You just kind of have to tell you, scouts. hey, like I love I love the fact that you give them a first-round grade or whatever, but we only pick – I love pick, that tight end. I love that linebacker. I love that safety, on, but – We only pick quarterbacks, pass rushers, wideouts, <laughs> tackles, and corners in the first round. Yeah, That's it. That's all. And, because I mean, it's so do.
0: much of a savings. It's not – I think that's what people have got to start wrapping their minds around is this is not – player versus player you've got to factor in the cost and the value and the alternative of what it's going to cost you to fill that position so it's like well you know what i have uh, this player just a little bit higher than that player yeah but man if i don't take this edge rusher i might have to go get one in free agency and it's going to cost me two players on our team that i'm not going to be able to resign because how big that number is if we get hit on the edge rusher here Man, I saved those two guys. It's it's like you're you're like lifeboats, man. Like you're you're throwing life preservers and keeping different guys on your roster when you can hit on some of these dudes.
1: And the and the money is relative. And so like with the draft bus, we have to get used to. Hey man, we're gonna swing, we're gonna swing, and we're gonna miss some. But a first round, like because we are we're so conditioned to say that. Hey man, if you miss on the first round, it crushes your roster. I mean, yeah, you don't wanna you don't wanna have like a complete failure. But if he can be like a functional starter. Like he just can't yeah. at least we're not looking to replace strike out.
0: him we're not looking to replace him he's got a spot he's starting maybe he's not a blue, you know, but he's a he's a functional starter
1: and and I, so we we've talked about that you you won't lose your job um, on singles and doubles. you'll lose yeah. your job if you strike out so you now you just that, that now that being experience.
0: said, that being said, like you think about our grading skill or the grading skills we were in like mine was if you had a six seven player, you don't want to take a six one. Corner over a six, seven, whatever else. No. But no, what that what that easy. does is then you get on the phone and you can move back, hopefully, and try and get yeah. a little bit more value there for for said player. Obviously, we can't have a first round with just those positions; there aren't enough to go around. So you don't want to you don't want to sacrifice massive amounts of talent. What we're talking about is if it's relatively close. If it's close,
1: you got to go like. To let let, let me give you an
0: correct. example. Like if you looked at, they are different different drafts, but if you had. You're locked in. You can't move. And you had Kyle Pitts and Cleveland Farrell there. You'd be like, hey, I, mean, I got I got a 7-0 on Kyle Pitts. I got a 61 on Clee Farrell. Like, I can't. I yeah. got to take tight end. Oh. You know what I mean? That's kind of what Beat we're saying.
1: Yeah. Get a better player.
0: Um, let's talk about quarterbacks. Let's look at the quarterback numbers. So this is the same conversation as we switch it over and talk about QBs. Um, you look at at some of these teams and where they're picking this year, and it's like, okay, do you consider a quarterback? You know, what do you what do you want to do here? You know, is our veteran quarterback option uh, better than what they have there? And this is what it tweeted out the other day was it's not again, it's not your veteran starter. It's not Drew Locke versus this guy or I should use a better example of somebody who's mm-hmm. on a second contract. It's not Ryan Tannehill versus you know Kenny Pickett. It's Ryan Tannehill versus Kenny Pickett plus the two or three other players you're going to be able to bring into the fold. Um, you know, that's how you got to compare them. So let's look at, well, let's just take that team because I think it's an interesting one under the radar, potential quarterback team. Nobody's talked about Tennessee. Okay, so you look at the Tennessee Titans, they picked 26. So if you look at the 26th pick last year was Greg Newsom. So that would be a four-year, $12.7 million deal. So the average would be three point one million 3.187 million for a quarterback so we could say okay if Tannehill a little bit better I like Tannehill a little bit better there than uh than Kenny Pickett but Tannehill this year is going to make uh let's see the cap numbers 38.6 million if they were to cut him after this year the cap hit would be 18 million but they could spread that out right if you do the post-June cut or what have you now you're talking about a massive savings from 30, 38 million to now you're going to have a $3 million charge. You know what you can do? You can pay AJ Brown with that money. You do a lot of different, a lot of different things with that money. And like Tannehill's 34 years old. That was a team last year that, you know, beat everybody in the AFC during the regular season. They had what, nine sacks against the Bengals and lost. He turned the ball over three times. I mean, I like Ryan Tannehill, but they might be saying, we just got new contracts for the GM and the head coach. We've got security. We don't need this quarterback to come in and play next year. We're going to roll one more year with Tannehill. But then after that, man, we can cut that number all the way down and we can start over and kind of build the, build the rest of that roster up, retain your key guys, and see if you can't make a run. I think those are the decisions that people
1: got to be thinking about right now. Yeah, he's very vulnerable to kind of get that. Oh, I didn't know we were taking a quarterback. In the first round.
0: Yeah. But dude, did you did you think he was 34? He's 34 years old. Like I still think of Ryan Tannehill, he like he's 34. 28 or 29. He's gonna
1: be 34 years old next season. 34. What class? what draft class was he in? Was he in Andrew? Like that's Russell Wilson's age. He was 2012. The 2012. Yeah, that's draft. the class. That's the Andrew Luck class. I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's Andrew so, Luck, yeah. R- and, yeah uh, Russell R- Wilson yeah. was in that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Wow. But like those are like I I'm just throwing the Titans out as an example. There might be a, like who are some other teams you think could potentially sleeper
1: like sleeper quarterback teams? Oh, well, see, I don't know if it's a sleeper. When I went down and I looked at the bottom, the draft order, right? And you look at the teams. Like they're not teams that I'm like okay, like you had the Cardinals. There's none the, really down there in the bottom. Nah, no. But when I go to the top of the second round, Yeah, give me those teams. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the teams and I'm looking at the Seattle Seahawks have picks 40 and 41. So if it doesn't go the way we think, they could easily get back in the first round and get the quarterback they want if he's up there. Yeah. Um, Texans won't do it. Jets won't do it. Jets have two picks. Man, Jets have two picks up there. Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta is there. Cleveland, uh, Minnesota has 46, but they took a guy last year. The Commanders.
0: Yeah, but Minnesota has new leadership. And I know they just yeah. they just extended Kirk, so maybe that's not yeah, a great example. They don't have anything.
1: Um, the Commanders
0: are the only team. I mean, yeah, I think of all, all those teams, does, doesn't does Tennessee is the one that I would – that's the one I
1: think I would look that's at and say, I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't totally sleep on that one. They're the only one. DJ, they're the only one because after you get the fifth of Saints or whatever, they're the only one, which is why, man, these quarterbacks, <sighs> if you're going to – they go on a slide for a little bit. I, yeah I think you don't. can make
0: an argument that they go on a slide and I think you can or make they an go argument up. for some of these other teams that maybe they go up you know it'd um, be interesting but that Tennessee
1: the Tennessee thing is one yeah 34 year old you know 49. you know who would
0: you know who would make a lot of sense carolina is at 6 okay carolina again they pick in front of of the giants at 7 who are kind of an offensive line defensive line team for their needs atlanta is got a a blinking wide receiver need, right? So everybody's been putting a wide out there. Um, you also look at the, uh, you know, Seattle is an offensive line team, and the Jets could be a receiver team. So if the Jets go don't go receiver at four, where Carolina is picking? If you're a team that loves a receiver or loves a tackle, even though I could say Carolina has a needed at tackle and the need at quarterback, I think that they, they not them not having uh, second or third round picks. They don't pick again until pick 137. Man, I think they would be trying like crazy to get out of there. And then if they can get out of there and get a little extra sugar, even if they went back, even if they went back into the teens, like even to the early 20s to get, you know, some other picks, which would free them up to a take a quarterback and maybe a little bit, you feel a little bit better about the value of where you get them. And then still be able to pick up an offensive lineman or, you know, some other needs they may have on their roster later on. I think that would be, you know, that would be a team from a trade back standpoint that just makes a ton of sense. And I would position it as, hey, you want the wide outer alignment, this is this is where you got to go to get in front of the uh, of, of the Giants, the uh, the Falcons, the Seahawks, and the Jets.
1: I think I think the thing about it, then it goes back to the players and how do you grade the players, the quarterback clusters. Yeah. How tight are the clusters where if you say, hey, let's move from six to, well, I'll just throw 15. Do I feel good enough about who potentially could be there? Like, we may miss out on whoever, Kenny Pickett, Miller Whistle, whatever, but like, it doesn't matter. At 15, we'll take this guy. Or, you know, Carolina's tricky because I'm like, I know they talk about wanting to get in the market. But, DJ, like, are you 100% convinced that Kenny Pickett's going to be a he's going to beat out Sam Donald in training camp. But I think you
0: could, I think you could look at it and say again, that same argument of what Sam costs and you only got one more year of Sam. And you could say, okay, this is, it'd be more of a long-term play. My thing is if I were them, I wouldn't want just a long-term play. I would want to get somebody to come in and help me now in another position that can start. And then I would want to have Kenny Pickett stashed. And then if he beats out Sam, great. If not, it's close enough. Next year, Sam walks. And then Kenny gets the job, and we have other other resources to fill in around him. You have a quarterback in the pipeline, but I don't want just Kenny Pickett. So if you take him at six, you get just Kenny Pickett. If you could somehow get out of there, get Kenny Pickett plus a second or third round pick who can come in and play and contribute right away. It's it's like a, what is it like Disney Plus? I want Kenny Plus.
1: That's what I want. You want Kenny Plus? You want you want you want some other things uh, that a what is what is it, a Disney Pass where you can get? Yeah, go I want with, the bundle. As much as you want. You want, you want to bundle, you can go. And then what is the thing um, where you can go to the front of the line? What's oh, you fast go pass. To the you get a fast pass. Fast pass. I figured yeah. that's how you probably operate there. You're not
0: waiting in line. No, I never think line. of that. I always get to the amusement park and I always see those jerks and fast pass. And I go, I always, dang it. I forgot that I should have done that. You know, I'm sitting waiting this line for an hour and a half for a 30 second ride. Uh, but, you know, look at, you know, a team that's kind of got a sneaky amount of ammunition. It's, it's weird how it's situated. But the Ravens have one, two, three, four, five fourth round picks. They could easily, like, say you're the Ravens at 14 and they have, you know, they pick second round 45, third round 76, third round 100. They've got a ton of ammunition. If let's just give an example of a player like Sauce Gardner, for example, if Sauce Gardner was there at, you know, where the Panthers are picking at six the Ravens say man we love corners we can go get a big long physical athletic rangy corner like maybe that's maybe that's a partner for them and then you're talking about Kenny Pickett at pick 14 plus whatever you get in that trade we're just making it happen here Buck we're trying to we're trying to solve problems here today
1: it's funny because you're trying to solve problems I, I don't want to get in trouble from the Ravens flock but you talk about a sneaky quarterback team Oh,
0: gosh. Uh-oh. Hold on. Let me. Ah,
1: ah, ah. DJ. Okay, let's whew. hear me out for a minute. MVP at, player. At, at Bucky Brooks. It's at no. Bucky Brooks. Go ahead. MVP player. Right now, we can't get him to do a contract. Yeah. The price is just going up. It's through the roof right now. Ownership and everybody has acknowledged that it's through the roof can't get a deal done dude we can't get a deal done i can't even get him at 45 million annually. and gonna
0: take, are you are you gonna take Malik you're gonna take Malik and just run it back different style Runners different style Runners
1: i'm just i'm just saying different style like we he said got sneaky. a different
0: he's got a different gear in his arm though i, I mean he's got he does. a different level arm strength now
1: but now remember we said sneaky quarterback team so you have Tennessee. So I did I
0: gave you the Titans. Man, you might have just one up
1: me here. Sneaky court. I fell into it because we started talking about it. And I started thinking like, hey, 14, sitting there, can't get a hey, quarterback done. You know,
0: you know what else you do if, if you take Malik Willis there? You keep him out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, I'm look, Lamar Jackson's won an MVP. I don't want to act like we're oblivious no, to he's this great, or, or slighting him. But he's an unbelievable, hope, he's an unbelievable but, talent. But if they're not getting a deal done, that th- at least we you, can't, th- you're having this discussion is what we're getting to.
1: If, if we can't get a deal done and he's shown no inkling to want to go back to the table, yeah, everyone is saying like, oh, we can do this. We can take the franchise tag. That's still $33, $34 million. Then you have to do another franchise tag. Then he's completely free. But if we don't want to play the game and we want to take the leverage back, they take the leverage back by getting the quarterback. Oh, uh, but what if it turns into the dead, What if it turns into the Jordan Love deal? What if it t- turns into the Jordan Love deal?
0: You got and lights it. him up and he gets going, and plays MVP level football again. Shoot, take that. I'm just but saying. Just make sure when they clip this off that they play this in its entirety. Okay, don't don't stop before we give Lamar his flowers. Okay, because I, I don't want it clipped off. We're 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 taking a holistic thirty thousand foot view here of the Ravens off, but,
1: situation. But but DJ, look. I got in trouble last year. I got in trouble last year by saying they should let him graduate, right? They should let him graduate. But that was under the assumption that, okay, they let him graduate, whatever. We're still at the same spot where we don't have a deal done. Yeah. He's not coming back off the MVP season, which changes the evaluation. And he's also coming off an injury, which also changes the thing. And I've been one of the biggest advocates for Lamar Jackson. But let's just make it a business decision if we're making yeah. it a business decision, you now have to weigh the pros and cons of do I want to wait and have to pay over 50 million dollars for Lamar Jackson when we finally yeah. get him to the table or do we want to have a plan in place where well, we have look, a young quarterback and they want to know options.
0: what the, you want to know what the 14th pick cost last year to kind of bring this whole thing all together the fourteenth pick last year was a four year deal for 15.8 million with an average of 3.9 million a year. So I don't know what's going on with their negotiations, but say Lamar says, hey, Aaron Rodgers is 50 million, I'm younger, I've won MVP as well, I want 50 million. You're talking about a difference, a savings of $46 million on your cap. The cap, now I shouldn't say cap because they can lower that number, but just in terms of what you're you're putting out, Oh my gosh!
1: Forty-six million a year, cheaper. Okay, not even that. Let's let's do it this way because it won't even do it. Let's just say fully guaranteed. So you know when you do fully guaranteed, that yeah. money has to go in escrow right away yeah. as soon as the deal is done. So two hundred thirty million. Let's just say he wants three hundred million dollars guaranteed based on his resume compared to Deshaun Watson's resume. Yeah. Steep shot. I mean that's. I mean that's what we're that's what we're talking about though. We're talking about real money. <laughs> Yeah, And so if it's one of those things, and if you talk about the Disney Plus package,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, that's what plus else plus. can I get? That's a
0: big bundle. That's a big bundle of Malik Willis plus, 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 plus.
1: I'm just saying that. I got all the Baltimore mad at me. My son gets mad at me because, like, you need to go easy on Lamar Jackson. I'll like, say, look, I'm not being a hater. I'm yeah. just saying. Let's just look at the economics and, and the dollars and cents of it. If you do it, you get Malik Willis. Plus, you have the money. To then dole out on all these other pieces, yeah.
0: Can you imagine? Can you imagine quarterback power with you know what they want to do that stuff with that big Malik Willis, that big dude coming downhill?
1: Good night. You know, if we want to, we still got Tyler Huntley. <laughs> we still have him on the roster. So, so now,
0: so why don't you just go all the way in, push yourself all the way in here, so you can just get all the hate right? So, why don't you just go ahead and trade Lamar Jackson then? Why don't you just go ahead and get the the trade done? Tell me where he's going. We're going to trade Lamar to Seattle. What are we doing here? What we got going on here?
1: No, I'm not not trading. I'm just saying. I'm saying in that discussion, DJ, we're not doing our due diligence if we don't have. That's the last thing.
0: That's the last straw for this offseason. Like, this offseason has been bonkers, right? All the stuff, the craziest stuff. All we're missing now is that, like, the surprise. Morning of the draft, Lamar Jackson's been traded to the Seattle Seahawks, and everybody just, you know. We say that with no information whatsoever. So don't run with that. But I've been sitting here There's going like go. that would be the craziest thing, man. It'd be crazy. And I selfishly I root for that type of chaos because it makes for a fun event. But all right, we we've we've gone completely off the rails today. Completely.
1: I know, but it, how it fun like is that though? Thing? I know, but I would get I would get stuck if I say like. Bucky Brooks suggests that the Ravens go for Malik Willis Plus. Yeah. To, to take this show on the thing. Even though there's some credibility because the Malik Willis Plus package, yeah, might be some prime viewing.
0: Yeah. Involved. No kidding. No kidding. Um, uh, all right, dude. That was uh that was a fun episode, man. Uh anything else you want to get to before we get out of here?
1: No, I just can't wait to see this over the next. 24 oh, you're, hours. Gonna, get,
0: you're gonna get. you I'm just I'm hoping that the I'm hoping that shrapnel doesn't make its way over to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, it will. It will.
1: By the way, saw funny you story. Some, I saw you get some today on the uh, uh Ryan Kerrigan yeah. comparison.
0: <laughs> I get crushed on the on the the white guy white guy comp, and I'm like, come on, man! Like they're both not. They have the same body type. They are the same. They're similar athletes. They're both power rushers. They both play hard. They both went to the same school for crying out loud. They're both friends. Like, is that the craziest comp? Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, I I get. You get it. it. Anytime you do comps, you're gonna get crushed on that stuff, man. But I do think it's helpful. By the way, my one, the one that I was looking at because I've been working on this, but uh, I I want to get your thoughts on this before we get out of here. So, I'd never used that comp before with Kayvon Thibodeau, but I thought a Merriman, Sean Merriman coming out, had some similarities there. Kind of, they're a little bit tightly wound, but they're, you know, explosive, got some power. They're similar, similar size. And you know who, you know, who liked the comp? Sean Merriman. Did he? For all the grief I get on comps, Sean Merriman was like, I see that.
1: That's funny. So, you remember that year was controversial because it was Sean Merriman and Demarcus Ware. Yeah, Cowboys took Demarcus Ware over Sean Merriman. Now, mm-hmm. for the first three years of the deal, Sean Merriman was he was rolling, yeah, animal, yep, <laughs> an animal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was a monster. And the thing is, uh, the games are a little different because Merriman was a little more power, but Kayvon Thibodeau can certainly make an impact. Like, yeah. I mean, he can certainly make an impact right away. And I, I do think there's been. A little overcorrection and, and that stuff but make no mistake he still can be a dominant player off the edge I, I do like that comparison
0: though yeah there you go um all right man anything else you want to get to before we get out of
1: here no nah, that, that's it are you on path today
0: yeah no, i'm on path i'm doing it from home are you going in or are you at home
1: oh, i gotta go i gotta go in all
0: right yeah no i'm home i'm home on wednesdays off on fridays so i'll be back up there thursday you you go on thursday Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. All right, I'll see you there. I'll see you there. All right, man. Good stuff. Thanks, Buck. Thank you, Nabil. Best producer in the business. We'll see you next time. Right here, I'll move the sticks.